Today we're going to begin a very, what I believe is a life-changing message series uh, for all of us. And it deals primarily with, as you heard in the video, uh, the way we talk, what we speak. And we need to change our conversation. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Not in style, but in content. What are we saying? Come on, what comes out of our mouth? How many know that it helps to form and shape our destiny? It sets us on a path, what we say and what we speak. We need to be able to stand on the unshakable word of God. Why? Because God's words are true. His word is true. It's indisputable. No one can come against it. Come on. And uh, these words, they shape our life into an unshakable life, filled with unshakable life declarations. And that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be starting next week and the next number of weeks in Psalm 27. Uh, and I'm going to give you seven unshakable life declarations out of just that Psalm of David. We're going to be reminded uh, that God created the universe with words. He said, let there be, and it was so. He said, let there be, and the result is everything that you see around you today. The chairs that you're sitting on, the air that you breathe, the ground that you walk on is all a result of God speaking it. Come on. And uh, because he's in us and we're in him, he has also given us the power of words. The power of words. We have the power to speak things, come on, and that will come into being. We're made in the very image of God. We're made like Him. Words have creative power. They have power to do good or power to do harm, power to destroy. How many know that words can destroy? I'm going to ask all of us, beginning today, to first draw a line draw a line there and I want you to think of that line as all the limitations in your life you couldn't you couldn't get over that line why because of maybe uh, your gender your the color of your skin maybe where you grew up you grew up on the wrong side of the tracks uh, maybe you grew up in a single parent household I don't know what all of our stories may be but there's a line of limitation that is there and if you realize, we've drawn that line ourselves, and I want you to make that line visible today. And then what we're going to do beginning today is we're just going to step right over that line of limitation. Come on. We're going to step over it with the words that we use. You can step over your line of limitation first by speaking it. By speaking it into being. This and the rest of this year can be the greatest year and greatest time in your life no matter what happened yesterday I tell people all the time and I try to instill it in my children uh, that listen yesterday was yesterday maybe you messed up yesterday maybe you were offended yesterday maybe you offended somebody maybe you tripped and fell yesterday maybe you said the wrong thing yesterday I don't maybe you had a negative attitude yesterday but guess what this is the day that the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it and we're going forward from here I love what my brother uh, Jeff when he went through an ordeal where uh, you know a stroke came against his body and I was talking to Jeff many of you know this story and as he was in the hospital there and uh, he came around one of the things that Jeff said I'm not I'm not quoting him verbatim but what I remember is he said listen I don't want anybody in my room that's speaking negative 
I don't care if it's a nurse, doctor, whoever it is, uh, if you're going to visit me, you're speaking positive, you're speaking healing. I don't even want it around me. And listen, that's the line we have to step over. That's the line of limitation that we have to step over. Let our mouths be filled with God words, with faith words, words that will bless and build success in our lives. Let's look at a few scriptures. I'm going to inundate you today with a few scriptures as we spend a few moments together. First, go to Luke chapter 6. Jesus was big on words. I mean, if Jesus wouldn't have spoke the words he spoke, come on, we wouldn't be here. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. <laughs> Luke chapter 6. I'm going to start in verse 46, and we'll get to verse 48. But Luke chapter 6, verse 40, beginning at verse 46, says this. But why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not do the things which I say. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the what? On the rock. Why? What does that do for you? Because when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house. It could not shake it for it was founded on the rock listen there's a lot of you there's a lot of people talking about uh, to live a positive life uh, we just need to uh, you know speak positive words and uh, you know we can dig deep within ourselves and and just have a positive attitude and I want to tell you without the word of God as positive as that is it falls a little short because there's only so far positive words by themselves can go. But what we're talking about is building a life on the unshakable word of God. God said that his word never, somebody say never, never returns to him void. It never returns to him without accomplishing what he set it out to do. If God said, let it rain, guess what's going to happen? Without fail, it is going to rain. His word does not come. And so to me, I would rather, I know I can dig down inside myself and I can be a positive person, but if I can speak words that never come back void, I'd rather do that. Come on, somebody. Jesus said he is like a, a person building his house and dug deep down and laid it on the foundation, on the rock. And when anything comes against that, it will stand. Come on. Turn back to Psalm chapter 16. Look at the Psalms and what David had to say about this. Here's the resolve. Here's the line we're drawing today, and here's how we're stepping over it. We need to step over it with some belief. We need to step over it with some resolve. Psalm chapter 16. I'm just looking at one verse, verse 8. David said this. He said, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand I shall not be moved I will be unshakable because I'm speaking God words because I set the Lord before me I am unshakable turn over to Psalm 55 go over a few pages to chapter 55 look down at verse actually start at verse 21 
Psalm 55. If you have it, say, I have it. All right, some of us are there. It says, The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. But then he goes on to say, Cast your burden on the Lord. He shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be what? Moved. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. An unshakable life. If our eyes are fixed on the Lord, we talked about this year for our church being a year of focus. A year, it says in Proverbs, where our eyes are set before us. And even our eyelids are set in front of us, a year of focus. If we're able to set our eyes and set our gaze like flint on the Lord, we will have an unshakable life. Nothing can come against you. The enemy will throw everything at you, including the kitchen sink, but it will not move you. Come on. You'll be unshakable. You'll be able to stand. How do you think Peter was able to walk on water? Some of us give Jesus an excuse because we say, well, you know, he was God. You have to remember that he did everything he did as a man filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, I understand deity, but he did everything. When he walked on water, he walked on water as a man filled with the Holy Spirit. How do we know? Because Peter stepped out of the boat and did the same thing. How was he able to do that? He did it standing, not on the water, but on the word of God. Shall I come? Come. Jesus said, come, and he stood on his word. God's word will allow you to walk on water in the midst of your circumstances. And so our our focus then has to uh, go from all of our problems and all of our circumstances and all of our offenses to life-changing, unshakable life declarations. And we're going to talk about seven of them, but today what I want to do is just lay a little foundation of what a, a faith declaration is. First of all, a person, here's my definition of a person with an unshakable life. A person with an unshakable life is one who builds on the unshakable Word of God. It is a life that is what? Anchored, immovable, and indestructible. Anchored, immovable, and indestructible. That's the kind of life God wants you to have. If you find yourself wavering, sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. I was with some friends of mine the other day. Since I became a full-time pastor about a year ago, uh, I've, I've met with the friends I used to work with every once in a while for lunch and we met uh, even this past Friday and just had lunch and kind of caught up and I uh, wanted to find out how they were doing in the office and they wanted to find out how I was doing, if I, you know, if I was in poverty or, you know, what was happening since I had my good job there. And uh, I said, no, I'm, I'm doing great. I mean, God is blessing me uh, more than I could have ever uh, imagined. And one of the things they said to me, and I know who the credit goes to, uh, so I'm not saying this for any, uh, you know, self-declaration, uh, but one of the things they said is, you know, boy, since you left the office, it's just so negative. You know, when you were there, it was positive, and uh, you know, uh, you know how corporate America is, and when we go through all these things and all of these rules and laws and changes come down, it seems like you were always positive. And uh, you know, I, I know that it was because of the unshakable word of God that was in my life that I was able to be positive. And it was, uh, it, it didn't matter if we got a big bonus that year, we get a five thousand dollar bonus or whatever it is, great. 
God is good. We get no bonus. They take away our raise. You know what? God is good. (laughs) Steady. God is good. And that's the life he wants you to live, you and I. Just a steady life, trusting in him no matter the circumstances. Now listen, it doesn't mean that we don't get frustrated. It doesn't mean that we don't sometimes get emotional. I realize that. Uh, some, you know, some days, uh, you know, people frustrate us. Situations frustrate us. I get all of that. But through all of that, God wants us to be unshakable. He wants us to, to be able to just stay steady, keep our eyes on him, not get knocked off of the path. And that's the point. That's what the enemy wants. When he brings all these things against you, it's not just to make you frustrated. It's to knock you off of your path, the path of your destiny. And God is saying, I'll keep you on your path, whether it's a sunny day or a rainy day. Come on. Somebody once said, sunny days, everybody loves them. But can you stand the rain? Somebody know that one. No matter what's going on, God is going to keep us. And so faith declarations... Here's, what I, here's, here's some, some definitions of faith declarations and what we're going So when you make these declarations over the next number of weeks, you'll know why we're doing it and what they mean out of Psalm 27. First of all, a faith declaration is made when we declare the absolute faithfulness of God. So that's the first thing. First thing out of our mouth is not our situation, but it's got to be that God is God no matter what. Here's one of the things that I love about God, and here's the resolve that has come to me, that the Holy Spirit has given to me about God and my walk with the Lord over the last uh, 30 or 40 years. And that is this, that God, now watch this now, God doesn't need you or I or anyone to believe in him to be God, to be God. Come on. So an atheist that doesn't believe in God, it doesn't hurt me because God doesn't need someone to believe in him to be God. He's just God all by himself. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, a few weeks ago, I was looking out uh, my back window into the backyard and I was uh, looking out at the grass and, and something just hit me. And I said, you know what? I could call that out there anything I want to. I could call it trees. I could call it iron. I could call it a car. I could call it whatever I want to. But the fact of the matter is it's still grass no matter what I call it. And it hit me that God is just that. God is just God no matter what. And you have to have that resolve. That has to be your first faith declaration. God is God no matter what. He's just God all by himself. And the only reason he needs us is because he wanted to have relationship with us. But to be God, he didn't. He was God before us. And if we should pass away, which we're not going to because he wants relationship with us, but if we did, he'd still be God. And you have to have that declaration. You have to say, I hold that declaration in my hand. That declaration is in my heart. That declaration is on my lips. No matter what you say or how you feel, God is simply God. Hebrews 4.14 says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens Jesus the son of God let us hold fast to our confession don't waver with your confession don't look to the left or to the right no matter what you have to be firm in that because if you waver now Satan's can put a little he can put a little doubt in your mind and in your spirit come on 
and it'll knock you off your path. Have that declaration that uh, God, he, he is absolutely faithful and He is God, period. Number two, a faith declaration is made when our heart, now this is an important one, listen to this, when our heart and our mouth agree together with truth. First, let me start with this. Jesus made an awfully bold statement in John, I believe around chapter 10. It was awfully bold to me. I mean, I, I was thinking, boy, the unmitigated gall of Jesus to stand up and make this statement. No one else makes this statement. Buddha doesn't make this statement. Confucius doesn't make this statement. Come on, Muhammad could never make this statement. But Jesus stood up in front of everyone and said, I am the way. Not a way. I'm not one of the ways. I am the way. And then he said, I am the truth. I am the truth. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say, I tell the truth. Of course he tells the truth. But the only reason he tells the truth is because he is the truth. Come on now. He said, I am the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one, somebody say no one. No one comes to the Father except through me, except by me. Who else made such a crazy, bold statement? You want to know why I believe in Jesus? Because I believe in someone who will stand up in front of the whole universe and say, I am God and there is none like me. And I love you. I'm for you and not against you. And my grace is sufficient for you. That's the God that I serve. I'm not serving a wishy-washy God. <laughs> Come on. Jesus is the way and Jesus is the truth. Now that we know who the truth is, not what the truth is, here's the problem with society today. So much, so much of society, you talk to college professors and psychologists and psychiatrists and uh, whatever else uh, kind of, you know, head people we want to talk to, uh, you know, philosophers or whatever it might be. They're looking for what the truth is. What is the truth? When they should be looking for who the truth is. The truth is not a what. The truth is a person. Jesus is the truth. And so a faith declaration is made when our heart and our mouth agree with truth. Not truthful statements. Not truthful principles. See where we're going here? With truth. With Jesus. When our heart and our mouth agree. I was thinking about Amos. Chapter 3, I believe verse 3. Uh, you remember when it says, uh, Can two walk together unless they be agreed somebody knows it can two walk together unless they be agreed they can't walk together right it's hard to walk together unless you agree together it's hard to be in a marriage unless you agree come on i thought about this i know that that's talking about people walking together but i thought about can your heart and your mouth walk together unless they agree they got to agree together see a lot of people say a lot of things but you know, I remember uh, in, in, the, in the scripture, it says, out of the mouth, come on, the abundance of the heart. Speak out of the abundance of the heart. What you believe in your heart comes out of your mouth. 
And so you might say, well, I believe a certain thing. Uh, you know, I really believe that in my heart. But at the same time, when you speak something, you're saying something different. Those two things have to agree. And they have to agree with truth. That's when you're making a faith declaration. And that's the only time you're making a faith declaration. Think about that now. So when we make these declarations, we can't be wishy-washy about them. We can't say, well, I will hold my head high. I mostly hold my head high. No, you got to say, I will hold my head high. I will. It's a declaration. Because my heart and my mouth agree with truth. I will hold my head high. Number three, a faith declaration is made when we speak God's word with a spirit of faith. We got to believe it. What did James say? He, listen, James said, listen, if, you, if any of you lacks wisdom, he was talking about wisdom, but this applies to us in our faith declarations. He said, just ask God. But he said this. He said, ask in faith, nothing wavering. James chapter 1, come on. Nothing wavering. For he who wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. I said, whoa, that's a statement right there. Like a way you just change like the weather. You gotta, you can't ask like that. Don't go to God like that. And then he didn't stop there. He said something else. He said, let that person not expect anything from God. Woo! You go to God wavering. James said, don't expect anything from him because you're unstable in all your ways. We can't go to God wishy-washy. We need to make these declarations with God's word and with a spirit of faith. We got to believe it. We have to believe it in our heart. That's where it begins. If you don't believe it, don't try it. You ever tried a, a, a diet and you didn't really believe in it? That lasts about one day, maybe. Actually, it lasts most of the day till dinner time. Come on, you don't believe it, you're not going to do it. You got to believe it in your heart. It's, it's affirming something that we believe and we stand on. Psalm 91, 2 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. I will trust. These are declarations. Listen to what Paul said to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He said, and since, verse 13, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, he said this, I believe and therefore I speak. Now, I, 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 we also believe and therefore speak. I've heard it said a lot that, you know, listen, if, if, you, if you don't have faith and you don't believe it, just keep saying it until you believe it. And I, I'm for that. I, I believe that. Listen, sometimes you got to do that. But saints, come on, we got to get to the point where we believe. When we speak, we believe it already. You don't, you don't need to rile yourself up. Come on, I believe, I believe, I believe. You don't need to do that. Come on. I mean, some need to. I mean, you know, you, and that's why Paul said, listen, some of you still require milk. You need to come on. Believe it in your heart. Make that declaration. And what you're saying is because I already believe it. I know it in my heart. How do you know that you're saved? For, you, for by faith you are saved through grace. For by grace you are saved through faith. It's not of yourself, but it is of the gift of God. How do you know? 
I heard an example one time somebody said, uh, you know, do you love your wife? Do you love your mom? Yes, of course I love my wife. Of course I love my mom. I love my husband. I, well, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know that you love them? A feeling that you have? Don't tell me you have that same feeling every day because I know there's some days they get on your nerves. Come on, so let's, let's not talk about it as a feeling. How do you know? It's faith. I know. And here, these declarations, we have to know. Just know it. Know it in your knower, Pastor Phil used to say. And then we speak because we know it. A faith declaration is, it fixes the landmarks of my life. And guess what it does? It enlarges my inner man. When I already believe it, and I speak it, my heart and my mouth together agree, that enlarges my inner man. Come on, that makes God bigger in me, and that makes my spirit inside of me bigger. I'm able to withstand whatever comes my way. But we walk by faith, not by sight. A faith declaration is this. A faith declaration is sowing of word seed that will bring a harvest. God's word never returns to him what? Void. Never returns to him void. Luke chapter 8, he, Jesus told the parable of sowing the seed. And then he, he, they said, well, what does that mean? And he told them what it meant. And then he said this down in verse 11. He said, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. So it's not just about speaking positive. I want to establish that with you this morning. Because there's a lot of, uh, you know, positive thinkers and, and positive speakers. And, and that's good. It's definitely better than negative. Come on. <laughs> Better be positive than negative. We know that. But we're talking about crossing that line, that demark, that demarcation line of limitation. That's what we're talking about. You can go up to the line of limitation with positivity. And if that's the life you want to live, God bless you. But I don't believe that's the life that God uh, made you for. He made you for a life that crosses limitation. For with man, it is impossible. With positive thinking and positive thinking, it's impossible. But with the word of God, with God, all things are possible. I can step over the line of limitation. I know I don't have a business degree, but I sure can start a business and be successful in it. Come on. I can do it. So when you speak, your, and you speak the word of God, you're sowing seed in your life. And you can expect a harvest. Your harvest is on its way. Your harvest is on its way. Isaiah 30, 23 said, Then he will give the rain for your seed with which you sow in the ground. And the bread of increase of the earth, it will be fat and plentiful. And that day your cattle will feed in large pastures. God is about multiplication. Come on. He's about doing grandiose big things. I don't know about you, and I don't know what you believe, and if you believe something different, that's okay. Uh, I guess we'll find out, you know, at some point, if it's, even if it's when Jesus comes. But I believe that we are uh, the only human or the only life that's like us in the universe. Could be more life. I don't know. Could be. I won't argue with you about it because I've not seen it, and neither have you. So we could talk about it all day long, and it could be somewhere else. I mean, I, did Christ have to go to another planet and die? I don't know. I, I wouldn't think so. But I choose to believe that we're the only uh, species like us in the whole universe. 
Even if there's amoeba and life and bacteria on some other planet, that's fine. But like me and like you, there's no, there's no one like us. God created us special. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I say that because of this. If you think about it that way, if that is the case, if what I believe and what many of you believe is the case, then think about our tiny little earth in comparison to the whole universe. God does big things. I'm creating this whole universe just for these people on this planet. Come on, for you to discover and wonder about and look at and gaze at. He didn't have to do all of that. God does things big and grandiose. Come on. He's a big God. He's a big God. Our faith declaration is building up our spirit and our faith to a higher level. It's building us up to a higher level when you declare, I will hold my head high. I will not shrink back. I will move forward in God. When you make faith declarations, it builds us up. It, it takes our faith even to a higher level. Come on. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? Not by positive words, by positive thinking. We need all that. We need it. We need it. But I'm not just talking about patting you on the back so you feel better. There's days when we'll do that, and I'm sure there's days when you'll do that to me. We need that. But that's here, and it's okay. And we need those things. If we're going to cross the line, we're going to cross the line. Now we need to go to the next level. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. God's Word unshakable life on God's word on the foundation of his word that word is the seed not just what we say and what we make up and then a faith declaration is seeing God involved in my life to do the very best for me when you say that God says oh yeah <laughs> yep you talk about me oh yeah you talk about me now because when you said I will hold my head high it was because of me and now that makes me feel good I want to come in your life and do something I'm not going to let you say that and give you a reason to hold your head down. Come on now. I mean, this is God we're talking about. He's saying, listen, uh, if, you, if, I'm gonna be involved, if you make some faith declarations, I will be involved in your life to do the very best for you. John 15, 7 uh, said this, if you abide in me and my words abide in you or are living in you, ask whatever you want. And one version says it will leap into being. It will leap into being. It will become fact. But it's got to be God's word. See, that's where we fall short sometimes. Some of these messages we get, you know, about just speak it. Some of the, some of the messages we get about name it and claim it, uh, I, and I'm not saying I don't believe in it, but I'm telling you it's got to be God's word. It's got to be God's word. You can't just name and claim anything. It's got to be the word of God. You're just talking about positivity. We're talking about the world. I'm talking about an unshakable life, folks. I don't know about you, but I want to live an unshakable life. I don't like being happy one day and depressed the next day and, you know, up and down and all these different things. Now, that doesn't mean life won't happen. I'm not talking, life is going to happen. But how much better is it that when life happens, you're able to go through it? I, I mean, when you really think about it, you'd rather have that than to have a life where nothing happens. I'm living the life of Riley, peaches and cream, all the way through. I'm just gliding. I don't even have to walk. I'm just gliding. 
Don't have to move my feet. Nothing's going on. But then at the end, what do you get? No satisfaction, no purpose. You didn't accomplish anything. You never overcame anything. Come on. Oh, I, I, I love it to be able to go through when there is a mountain and we're able to go through it, especially when we go through it together and get on the other side of that thing. Victory in battle. Come on. That's what we want. God said, for I know the thoughts that I have toward you. You know the scripture. Of good and not evil, of an expected end. That's the love that he has for us. Luke eleven thirteen says this, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? We just need to ask him. And he'll give it to us. Faith declarations. Don't be defeated with your own words of negative doubt. Don't be taken captive by your own negative words. I want you to look at one more scripture. You're there in Psalms if you're still there. Turn over to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 6. And I want you to take this to heart. I want you to take this particular proverb to heart. Because we're talking about speaking God's word. We're talking about speaking faith declarations that will shape an unshakable life for us. If we haven't been doing that, what have we been doing? What have we been doing? Look at Proverbs 6, chapter 2. I mean, chapter 6, verse 2. See it there? Oh, you are snared by the words of your own mouth. You are taken by the words of your own mouth. You find yourself in a situation today, man, I mean, my finances are a mess. This relationship is a mess. This is, uh, you know, in a bad situation. Sometimes you can think back and think about what you've been saying. (laughs) And you are snared by the words of your own mouth sometimes. We speak things and yeah. You're in that situation because that's what you speak. And you want to know, you think, uh, oh, what are you saying? Words are magical? I'm not saying the words are magical, but remember, out of the mouth we speak the abundance of the heart. So what you're speaking, you believe it. What you speak, you believe. It must be in there. You think you believe one thing, but when you say something, that's what you believe. You believe that. It's in there. And you believe it. We're snared by our own words. (laughs) Listen to some of these scriptures as we finish. Psalm 17, 3. You have tested my heart. You have visited me in the night. You have tried me and have found nothing. I have purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. You might want to jot that one down. Psalm 17, 3. I have purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Psalms 19:14 let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Psalm 141:3 set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Help me, God, cuz I say some crazy things. Proverbs 12, 14, a man will be satisfied with with good by the fruit of his mouth and the recompense of a man's hands will be rendered to him. Couple more, Proverbs 13, 3, he who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. (laughs) 
Proverbs 21, 23, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. And then finally, Isaiah 6 and verse 7. Remember this, it says, he touched my mouth with the coal. He touched my mouth with it. And he said, behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taking away, taken away and your sin is purged. Ask God to purge your lips. Your sin is taken away and, you're, and, and, and my, you've purged the sin of my lips. We, we look at sin as just acts that we, we make and things that we do. But sin begins here. Yeah, I'll do that. Sure, well, okay. Those things right there can lead to sin. Come on. We snare our own self. So we're going to be talking about Psalm 27. And I want to encourage you, if you have some time in your quiet time, read through Psalm 27. Here are the seven declarations that we're going to be talking about over the next seven weeks. We're going to be talking about, I will live life strong. How many want to live life strong? We'll find out what that means, but that I, I, I just sounds good to me. I want to live a strong life. I don't want to live a weak, timid, oh, well, maybe, I don't know. Come on. When I come in the room, I want people to, to have joy because of the joy of the Lord in me. Not because of me, but because of the joy of the Lord in me. I want to bring love and happiness. And then number two, I will love God's house passionately. He actually commanded us to do this. I will love his house. Now, what does that mean? We'll talk about it. But of course, the house of God is here where we are. But you want to know where the house of God is? Where does the spirit of God dwell? Right here. I will love God's house passionately because God is there. Number three, I will hold my head high. Stop walking around with your head down. I don't care what you've been through. I don't even care how you've messed up. Hold your head up. You are a child of the king, of God most high. Hold your head up. Number four, I will have an overflowing heart. I won't keep everything to myself. Number five, I will turn to God at all times. At all times, every moment. Now, all means all. doesn't just mean in trouble. It's easy for us to say, yeah, when I'm in trouble, I'm going to turn to God. No, when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm riding high, when I'm on top of the mountain, I will turn to God. I turn to God at all times. And then number six, I will walk on a level path. Come on, I'm not going to be tripping, falling, stumbling. I'll walk on a, even if it's water, I'm walking on a level path because I'm walking on the word of God. Come on. And then finally, and maybe most importantly, I will not lose heart. I will not give up. I will live an unshakable life. Amen.